It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's a pleasure to have you all out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator of the e-commerce Master Plan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on solving your e-commerce marketing problems. If you have an e-commerce problem you would like my help to solve, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash solve, where you will find details of how to get in touch with me about just that. Now, this episode is sponsored by the email marketing platform Clavio. Clavio accelerates momentum for e-commerce businesses and does it in a fast, reliable, scalable and cost-effective way. See why over 7,000 innovative e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Taylor Stitch and Bonobos sell more with Clavio. Learn how they're doing it at clavio.com forward slash e-commerce dash master plan. Right, today we are going to be taking a dive into a different type of subscription e-commerce business. It's a bit like SaaS, software as a service, and it's selling a service rather than a physical product. So it's quite different to what we usually talk about. But there is a subscription and it is bought online. So in my book, it counts as e-commerce. Plus, I think it's a service some of you might actually be interested in as well. So there's two good reasons for having Jonathan on the show today. So who is this Jonathan I speak of? Well, today's special guest is Jonathan Grisbowski of Penji. Now, Penji is an online graphic design service via which you can get unlimited graphic design projects done for a flat monthly fee. The business launched in October 2017 and is already just one year in, a seven-figure business. So I think there's quite a lot we can all learn from Jonathan's story. Okay, hello, Jonathan. Hello, 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 everybody on the internet listening to this. Chloe, thank you so much for this opportunity and pretty excited to uh, dive in and share some secrets. Oh, excellent, because that's exactly what we're after. So um, I've just given our listeners a super quick overview of you and what you're up to, but how did you get started off with this e-commerce business? Yeah, sure. So we were a an agency, a high-end agency that worked with uh, Fortune 100, Fortune 500, Inc. 5000 type of companies, small businesses as well, universities, etc. And we were really bad at it. And it wasn't necessarily bad in the sense of our service delivery. Mm-hmm. It was more so uh, the, the bad aspect of uh, how we treated customers and how we communicated with our, with our customers. Because I think communication in any business is probably the one of the, the single greatest uh, things that you should be focusing on as you're growing your business, communicating with your clients, making them feel safe, making them feel confident that you're the right choice. Mm-hmm. And we did a really bad job at that. And so Penji came out of number one, the feedback that we would constantly receive from our agency clients, which was, Hey, you guys are really good at design. Um, but you stink at communication. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other aspect of it was uh, we created this tool internally to use within ourselves Mm -hmm. and also uh, work with our clients in order to communicate better. So we knew the problem that we had and we we knew about it for a long time. And so we created this tool to kind of solve that internal communication issue. And lo and behold, that tool became what Penji is today. And it's been an incredible journey, something that 
was extremely new for us because we came from the transactional world where you had to meet with somebody Mm -hmm. in order to obtain a client. Um, and you kind of had a, we were, we're working with big, big numbers. So we had to get a check or a work order or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And now we're in this SaaS type. We, you know, we can even call it DAS, which is design as a service. I I like that DAS. Yeah. Right. I I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, trademark that yet. So, (laughs) you know, make sure. So be careful guys. Uh, but yeah, so now we're in this, this, transactional business that anybody can do it online and all of our clients can actually be serviced directly online without having to talk to a single person. They can communicate with their designer directly on our platform. They can uh, make a transaction directly on our platform. Um, The customer support and success is all on, on Penji. It's a different world, but we are so happy to be doing this because we are legitimately helping a ton, a ton of of businesses that need design. And the quite nice thing about it, I suppose, is it is if if you're all about the design and the whole sales and communication bit is a bit of a bit of a blocker for you. And I I completely get that. I like helping people personally, and the reason I no longer own a marketing agency is because of the sales side of it, sure. um, and and the client maintenance side of things. But mm-hmm. the it strikes me that you've you've found quite a nice model with the online subscription payment piece because it it completely separates the payment relationship from the design relationship. So as designers, you've just got a group of customers who just come to you when they want stuff and you you just get to deliver it within the remit of what they've bought. And at no point do you have to chase in the PO number and all that kind of annoying admin stuff. You can just get on with creating great design. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Uh, I think now more so than ever before, we're focusing more on the success of the person that we're working with versus all the administration stuff that, you know, you're right, that, that most agencies would have to do. And I think now more so than ever before, we're solving a huge problem. And I think that's a key takeaway here that people should be thinking about. And I know it's a very elementary type of feedback and, and advice, but I think now that we're trying to solve a large problem because people that are listening to this they have either ha- they either have design experience themselves and they're doing it all themselves in their business and, or they're hiring somebody and we can only imagine you can only imagine how long it has probably taken that person or that company that's listening right now how difficult it is to find the perfect designer that understands your business mm-hmm. without having to uh, onboard them for two weeks in order for them to get your company culture and your style guidelines and all that. We're making it easier for them to just log in, talk to a team member, and you're good to go. You're, you're off the ground running. So the problem that we're solving is so much greater than what we were, what we were solving uh, as an agency. And, and that's made it just more fun. It's made it more uh, creative. We're now be, we're opening our minds a little bit more on how to solve, making the problem that we're already solving even better over time. Excellent. Yeah, it, it, I can tell how much you're enjoying this new business model just by the way you're talking about it. So let's um, we'll talk a bit about your growth journey shortly. But before we do that, do that, let's just um, fill in a couple of the last few blanks about the business. So whereabouts are you, and where are you selling to? 
Yeah. So right now we achieved 300, our 300th customer in under a, yeah, thanks. In under a year. I mean, we launched in October of 2017. So you can do the math. Um, you know, whenever this, this, you're hearing this, um, you can kind of just get a timetable of, of where our growth is. And in 300 customers, um, that takes a lot of, interesting and and processes and procedures that allow us to to grow um so we're venturing into the uh the projections of of a seven figure business because of where we're uh, how we're growing how many customers we're getting on a daily weekly monthly basis um and so in terms of like what we plan to do in the future um i, I don't see why we wouldn't be able to get uh, five five hundred to a thousand customers uh, within within twenty nineteen. Nice, and you're based in the U.S., aren't you? Yeah, we're based yeah. in right outside Philadelphia. So we're actually in a pretty small city. Uh, it's called Camden, New Jersey. And um, I mean, we can always have another conversation about why we chose this city. But you just know the people that are listening. You don't have to be this uh, successful business in a big city. You could most certainly run an e-commerce business. I'm sure a lot of people that are listening are. Um, you can do it in your home. You can do it in a, in a small city. It, it's just a matter of the processes and the procedures that you take in order to scale the business. And are your customers from all over the world or are they mainly U.S.? And that is the cool part about e-commerce. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. We have clients that... I would have never have thought that people would even care for something like this. Uh, we have clients in, in India. We have clients in Australia, the UK, uh, a lot of portions in Europe, um, the US, and literally we have, uh, we may be touching almost every continent at this point. How cool. So cool. Um, and all without having to get on a flight and sit down and have a pitch meeting. Yes. <laughs> that is that makes it even cooler. It's just cool to be able to like I think the 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 first time that we experienced this and I don't know we use Stripe for our uh for our e-commerce and um it was ama- an amazing feeling to go I I think I was in the shower the first time that we like received a a client that was mm-hmm. like that was uh that was via the website um and it was such an amazing feeling to look down at your phone and be like wow you just made money while showering (laughs) and from someone you've never spoken to before exactly exactly so how many of you are there working at penji now we have 35 people Mm -hmm. we're pretty lean team i think we have a pretty good process in terms of sales and then also in terms of the internal aspects. So we're a lean team, but I think we, we are very efficient, which is, again, something that I think I'm personally extremely proud of. Well, it's, it's essential, isn't it? If you're going to be running the sort of business that you are, that it has to be slick. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And how many of those are the actual designers and how many are working on running your business? Um, so I say we have about... Um, 20 something type of, you know, project managers slash designers. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'd say a good 
a good portion of of our team is actually dedicated to the production and then there are a lot, decent amount of team members i'd say around like 10 or so that are fixated on just making the the customers happy uh sales marketing uh etc cetera, etc cetera. and is there anything you've outsourced or is everything happening under your roof um, so yeah, we have team members over overseas. It's definitely something that we're not ashamed of, or we're not trying to hide. Uh, we, but I can say every person that we work with, um, they are a an employee of Penji. Oh, okay. We have a pretty extensive training process. Mm-hmm. We don't just accept anybody. We we actually get about like ten fifteen. Um, people asking for a job on a daily basis. Hey, I want to design for you. Uh, hey, I, I'm really good at marketing or whatever it may be. And so we have to vet them out. And, and we live in a philosophy where we're always hiring, but we may not be um, offering positions for that, that particular job or offering jobs for that particular position. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody is, is, is under a very tight uh, regimen of training and, and they're qualified to be on there. So when you're talking to somebody, you're talking to somebody who went through hell in order to, to work for Penji. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes them just that bit more dedicated, doesn't it? Yeah, I think from a dedication perspective, yes. But I think from a quality perspective, because we're based off of design is subjective. So like we can create the most, what we believe is the most kick-ass um, logo for you, but you could hate it. So we have to make sure that the the quality is there and the time is there as well. Yeah, got it. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about the product and the you know the that way that you're delivering services and it's before we get completely into Penji, I think it's that the business model of subscribe on a monthly basis and get a certain number of tasks done is I think is a really fascinating one and one that seems to be gaining speed at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the unlimited design service you're saying? Uh, not not necessarily just design because there's of course there's WordPress Curve I think they're called yeah. down in Australia yeah. who did it with Woo with um with mm-hmm. WooCommerce with WordPress um you know techie stuff. We had um, I had a lady on my virtual summit a couple of weeks ago called Caroline who runs a business called Just Us Parker and they do it for online marketing tasks. Mm. And I think it's such an interesting low risk way of delivering services to SMEs that have huge benefits as you've outlined to the uh the person delivering the services, but also huge benefits to those who are using the services because they have that they know exactly where they stand. Yeah, You know, it's not, oh God, I'm not going to do that because that might cost me a fortune. It's no, I know it's X per month yeah, and it'll just, it's just going to happen. So are you finding that it's a business, there has to be a question in here somewhere, I realise. Um, well, <laughs> I'm just kind of I, statementing I, here. But yeah. do, you, do you find that it's it's something which customers get when they come to the website or is it something you have to do quite a lot of work in explaining to them what you're yeah. all about? I, I think that's a great question. Um, there's... Always that level of like, well, how is it possible? Mm-hmm. Because we say unlimited and what do you mean unlimited? That's always like the, usually the next question. Yeah. Um, but I think where you're going with that was, I, I mean, 
I mean, yeah, I would say in, in general, there are questions that, that people get, but, but the aspect of just the transparency, right? And I think a lot of businesses, we, there's an article that was just, uh, put online yesterday about MoviePass and MoviePass, uh, was like a sub- online subscription for movies and you can watch movies X amount of times during, during the, the, week, the month. And, um, what they realized is that they, their projections and their numbers were completely wrong. And so they ended up spending $250 million last quarter or, or last month or whatever it is. Uh, and they're, they're in the hole $250 million and they only have two months of business left to, to survive. And I think in order to do this type of business, whether it's any type of service that you're giving on a monthly basis, you have to make sure that the numbers work for you and that you're actually profitable when you're delivering this service because you just going and throwing an, a random number at a dartboard and then using it <laughs> as your, as you, your, uh, your service offering, who knows if that's the right number that's going to make you profitable. Yeah, you can have $100,000 in the bank, but that doesn't mean that you might be spending $99,999 in order to service all of your clients and you're only making a dollar. So um, I, I do think that the transparency is an amazing thing. I think we believe that that's the, the future of how uh, design is going to be done. Uh, rather than having to find a designer uh, at on random websites, uh, rather than having to onboard them, rather than having to to just do all these things, mm-hmm. um, and the, with the freelance economy growing as large as it is, we want to make it easier in order for people to receive graphic design and trust the team that they're working with. And so that's kind of like how we were thinking about our business when we when we inevitably created it. Because it, it, you're right, there's there's a lot of maths that goes into making it work, and and I'm, oh yeah, there is so much math, <laughs> especially around time. Because at the end of the day, if what you're selling is a service, the time is all, isn't it? It's all about how many hours it takes someone to do this, to do that, to do the other. Um, well, I could tell you that every prediction that we had in our business, we were wrong on every single one. Wow. <laughs> so, so like, there's a lot of things that like projections were like, okay, this person is going to do this and then it's going to take them next time and that time. And this is how many cl- uh, projects that we can get done on, on a monthly basis and on a daily basis. Um, the, this is the target audience that we think is going to love Penji the most. We were wrong literally about every single one. But that, that's one of the joys of being a startup though, isn't it? That you get to sure. set these hypotheses and then discover, right, that's wrong. But this bit here is awesome. So let's yes. go Let's go and chase that. So you mentioned about target markets. We mentioned about growth. So let's, let's get into how on earth you have got from a zero standing start to a seven-figure turnover in just 12 months. Yeah. What, how, yes. did you, how did you do it? Let's just go with a really open, open question. Sure. So the the overarching theme that I can tell you right now is that what we did was completely 100% unscalable. We went the route of create doing things that are unscalable first and then just doing rather than waiting. And I think a lot of people in business in general, regardless of what they do in their job, um, they wait far too long to execute the plan. And so what we did in the very beginning, before we even had a website, we reached out to people, met with people, sat down with them, said, hey, 
this is what we're thinking about doing. Is this something you want to be a part of? And we actually did the, the service Penji before Penji existed. And so that was like a good base. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we did was we, we launched a survey and we said, Hey, this is what we think is going to, this is what we think is going to happen. This is what we think we're going to do. Um, would you buy this if you, if it was made for you? And the short answer to the question was yes. I think we surveyed close to around um, 150 people, 200 mm-hmm. people. We got a decent amount of response back. And I think somewhere along the lines of like 40% of the people that we interviewed actually came back and became a customer. Oh, wow. That's that's so, a massive sign that you're doing something right if you if. 40% of your survey respondents actually end up yeah. giving you money. <laughs> well, so that's the, that's the second part. The third part was marketing, like general PR marketing. Um, we were on podcast episodes. We were doing collaborations. We were offering our service at a discounted or premium in order to get in front of the audience. And that in turn interested, uh, made, uh, got people interested in what we did and they in turn bought, um, I'd say like the fourth thing would be, just be general ads. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fifth thing would be revolving around what we're doing for our community. And so we're right across the bridge from Philadelphia and a large majority of the people in Philadelphia know who we are and know what we do. They know our name because we're we have the, the luxury of constantly being impressed and people caring about what we're doing because we have a lot of um, socially uh, conscious things that we do. Mm-hmm. And us being socially conscious is just, uh, it it's feels good to be able to give back to our community, but people actually want to write about it because of the things that we're able to do for our community. So a combination of the five, um, that's what we, uh, we've been able to do for, for our business. I love, I'm going to come back to the whole unscalable thing yeah. shortly but I love the fact that that you've created this online business that's serving customers on all five continents but yet a, one of the five key pillars of your year one growth strategy has been let's concentrate on the community of Philadelphia where we actually physically are and yes. leverage that proximity trust piece I suppose 100%. in order to get the customers in order to get start getting cash to the door because let's face it you could target people in Australia, but people in Philadelphia want you just as much. Yes. Yeah. We're, I I would say that we're going like the caveman approach of like (laughs) colonizing the, the world, so to speak. Um, why, I mean, listen, our website gets a decent amount of traffic at the, uh, each month because of our SEO. Mm -hmm. So we can see that like a lot of people from X, uh, state and X country is a little bit more interested in this than Y. Um, but what we try to do is we're looking at it from the perspective of like an ivory tower where we're, we're looking like, so we're in Camden and Camden overlooks Philadelphia Mm -hmm. and it hit us probably a month or so ago. We're like, wow, our next 100 customers or 200, 300, whatever that number is, we're looking at them right now, (laughs) but we just need to be able to tap into that market. Because in for us in particular, and I and listen, this this goes this advice goes for anybody that's listening in any city. Um, if there's say ten million people, whatever the number is in Philadelphia, um, 
there's a strong chance that you're going to be able to convert at least a, a certain percentage of the people that, that work there. You just have to know who they are and how to talk to them. And that's what we were able to do early on is we know the wordings and the language in order to, um, in order to get to their pain point. You don't need very many of that. I can't do the maths in my head, but you don't need very much of that, that 1 million, 10 million people in Philadelphia to convert to, to double your business. Do you? It's, it's, I don't, I just love the fact you're, you're kind of, you're doing the local marketing, even though you're a global business. Yeah. Yeah. If people want to sign up for us in the UK or Europe, whatever it may be, we won't say no, but I can say that we do general marketing to a degree all over for like remarketing purposes mm-hmm. from like an e-commerce, like from a, from a social media, from a Google aspect, we definitely do a lot of remarketing, but there's also a locality aspect where we're, we're hitting the ground uh, local to where we are and we're putting the effort in, in order to gain more, more traction locally because uh, word of mouth is very strong. And if anybody disagrees with that, I can prove to you that you're wrong. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's just one of those things where if more people know about us locally and the minute that we throw an ad out there and people see it and they resonate with it and say, oh, that's the Penji team, uh, whatever, insert whatever name or person that comes mm-hmm. to mind when they see us, um, they, they seem like good people and uh, I want to be a part of their service. Excellent. And then let's just just for a moment go back to the whole unscalable thing. Um, when you say unscalable, for me, I'm I'm kind of understanding that you did everything you could think of rather than trying to do it perfectly and streamlined and efficiently. Would that be the right? Am I interpreting you right there? Yeah, we did a lot of things, um, and in the very beginning, we we didn't do necessarily. Um, we didn't track the like. I, I guess the the takeaway would be is we did a lot of things. Some of it worked, some of it didn't, and we did a very poor job in tracking every marketing effort that we did. Um, now I can say, and this is a, an advice to the people listening is make sure that you track everything because when you track things, you can make smart dis- business decisions. Uh, because if you find out that 15 people came, uh, uh, that 15 people that purchased uh, Penji and signed up for Penji and 10 out of the 15 of them came through uh, search terms like X, Y, Z, then you know that your SEO is working and you need to do a better job and refining that process. Or what happens if five of those 15 came through ads? Okay, well, we just got a return on X from this ad. Uh, what if we were to double the the money that we put into that ad? Well, if we got 10 this week, if we got five this week, there's a strong chance that we're going to get 10 the next because of how much money that we just put into that ad. So again, it's small little things that, that add up to when you're trying to grow a business the way that we, pers- that we are. And have you made things more scalable and efficient now you're a year in? Absolutely. Yeah. And I can say it's still not perfect, but there are a lot of holes that we, that we still have, but we're cognizant of them. We're aware of them. And we know which ones need the most attention. And I think that makes all the difference. I think those holes never go away. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with that. I have some some lovely clients at the moment. And Alan, I'm talking to you here, if you're listening, which you should Good be. Good job, Alan. Um, I have some clients who, who uh, you know keep sending me these really cool emails about 
things I ought to improve, you know, like, oh, why, mm-hmm. why isn't that a calendar link? Why doesn't, doesn't mm-hmm. that link through to Amazon and various bits and pieces? I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a hole. But there are 20 other holes <laughs> that are far more important. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's good that your customers are pointing that out oh, for yeah. you. Though. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. And I try not to go back frustrated. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is always slightly frustrating when someone points out your holes. Um, oh, but, but I always think that the key important thing of the holes is once you know where they are, it's to focus on the ones that will make the most difference. Because I don't think there's a single Absolutely. business out there that doesn't have a lot of holes in its marketing, a lot of holes in its activities, but it's, it's about knowing which ones to care about. Yep. You're a hundred percent right. You nailed it. Okay. Given you've just said I'm awesome. Let's, uh, let's go into the top <laughs> tips round and get some more awesome things out of you, Jonathan. But first a word from our sponsor. Whether it's being able to execute marketing ideas you didn't know were possible or bringing to life the ideas you didn't have the tools or resources to do before, Clavio makes it possible for you to level up. You can try it for yourself at clavio.com forward slash e-commerce dash master plan. The first one is the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? So this answer is going to be relatively controversial. And I can say that every business book that you will read will always give you a great idea. Uh, however, I strongly recommend reading every single book according to the hits. So if you Google best business books, just read them all. Read the basics. Read the mastery, the 48 laws of power, how to win friends and influence people, um, in, uh, invisible influence, creativity, Inc. I mean, there's so many books that when you Google it, regardless of what it is, regardless of the book that you choose, make sure that the book is curated. And it is from a trusted source. So hopefully by like a publishing company, um, hopefully if you decide to listen to a podcast, that person is credible and has, uh, is credible and has lived the tale to give the proper advice that they're giving. Um, so the overarching answer would be listen or watch or read something that is curated. I love it. Basically just keep learning. Yeah. Don't stop. Um, okay. The traffic top tip then. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? A lot of people think that SEO is dead and it is not dead at all. Um, it is clear that that uh, it, it brings traffic. I would say the one thing, well, other than SEO, because that's just, you know, basic marketing, um, I would say the the chat features on your website. Um, a lot of, we're able to convert a lot of business through the chat. We use uh, intercom and I would strongly recommend investing, excuse me, investing in either a business like that or some other type of chat software within your website because people go to your website, they go often and um, you have to be able to convert them. Okay, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Um, well, I would be remiss in saying Penji because that makes us the most efficient. <laughs> but um, other than that, uh, I'd probably just give like a fun, a fun tool. Um, Headspace is something that is really important to me personally. Um, we use Trello still to this day. Uh, I'm a v- huge stickler when it comes to 
processes, as you could probably tell by how I talk. I'm very robotic, although a very passionate robot, I can say that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's just a matter of, like, I think that is, I think Trello, Headspace, those are two that are probably said all the time, but it, I think you really have to understand how to use them in order to get the most out of it. So those are the two. Excellent. Okay, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Um, hmm. Number one tip. I would say... I would say don't beat yourself up because that... The, biz- the, the businesses, the clients, the customers will come and you have to stay consistent because consistency is a huge proponent to any person's success. If you go out there and you get tired because X strategy isn't working, um, then you're going to burn out and you're going to lose the passion. You're going to lose the um, the drive to continue moving forward. But if you can set out a really good plan, a good strategy, and you are the, if you're the person that's moving it forward and you do all those things that you're, you're set up properly, you're well prepared, it'll make it easier for you to grow the business to what you want it to be. So preparation is incredibly important. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't think about, um, whether it's like preparing for an interview, uh, whether it's just preparing for the day, it depends on how you do it and, and how you work. But I, I think it's incredibly important to just write things down and say, okay, this is these are the things that I need to uh, focus on for the day. These are the things that I'm trying to accomplish in the week. These are the people that I need to talk to in order to make the business forward, uh, in order to move the business forward. Excuse me. And and so yeah, preparation and and uh, is is so so key. Awesome, more awesome advice there. Master Plan World, you can find those top tips. Links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you will see a link to this show. Um, Jonathan, before we say goodbye, please let the listeners know where they can find Penji online, web, social media, etc. if they're really keen to come and have a look at what you're doing and, uh, and sign up. Yeah, so the website is penji.co, P-E-N-J-I dot C-O. Uh, right now, we do have a little bit of a promotion going on, on the website where you can get 15% off uh, for your first month. And I can say that that is only, uh, only available to the first 100 people that are able to use it. So there is a chance that by listening to this, it may not be there anymore. So if it's not, uh, please let us know and message us telling that you've actually uh, telling us that you've been uh, that you listened to the show and uh, we'll be able to apply that to your first month. Very cool. Nice bit of urgency there as well. I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I will add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, again, you can find those via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Jonathan, you've been an absolute star. It's been really interesting talking about a different type of e-commerce business model with you today. So thank you very much for coming on to talk to us about it. Thanks, Chloe. 
What a fascinating business model there. Such a different type of e-commerce, selling a service and not as a one-off piece, but as a monthly subscription where you get those unlimited projects. Um, really, really fascinating. I do suggest going and having a look at the website because it's a lot easier to try to kind of fully understand the packages if you take a look at them than if you I try and explain them here. But a really interesting business model. And I think probably some little, little pings of inspiration happening for all of you out there. And of course, some great advice on how to grow. And that, that offline local focus I thought was fascinating too. What did you think though? Do join in the discussion in our Facebook group, which is ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. For now, though, have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the Ecommerce Masterplan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.